Welcome back, everyone. Another week of Taurus Talk here at SG Taurus. I'm your host, Matt LePan. This week, we're joined by a name that a lot of you out there know, a lot of you are very familiar with, and that is Jay Seitz, the Northeast Regional Manager for Independent Distribution, representing all American standard and train equipment, plus parts for us here at SG Taurus over at Train Technologies. Jay, welcome to the Taurus Talk. Well, thank you for having me, Matt. I appreciate it and uh, looking forward to this conversation today. Now, like I said, a lot of folks out there already know who you are. You've been doing a lot of work with us here in the Northeast with SG Taurus. But for those who don't, can you just explain who you are, what your role is over at Train Technologies, and how you got to this position? Sure, I'd be happy to. Yeah, so I've been, I guess I've been the regional manager in one form or another with SG Taurus now for going on about five years. My background actually started... I went to school, trade school, as a matter of fact, for refrigeration to be a, to be a technician. Instead of ended up in a service van, I ended up as a store manager for one of the largest parts wholesalers in the country for refrigeration and HVAC. Did that for uh, for quite some time. Just kind of kept moving uh, through different uh, facets of of the business. Worked for a couple different manufacturers and have been with between uh, Train Technologies and Ingersoll Rand now. Uh, this is actually my tenth year with Train Technologies, so I've been uh, I've been doing HVAC refrigeration parts, if you will, since 1999. With that background, we figure you are the perfect person to bring on to talk about stocking service trucks, service vans for the heating season. Anyone who knows Jay and has worked with Jay knows that Jay knows parts and accessories and all of that, plus your equipment as well, but especially those parts and accessories better than just about anyone that you'll come across. So Jay, we're going to be talking today about stocking your truck for heating season. It's exciting. Oh, it's so exciting to be talking about it getting cold and everything. Well, it's, you know, been 90 degrees here in New England, 10 out of the last 12 days. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I live in upstate New York, so uh, very, very similar. It's been uh, it's been a great, great summer for all of us. One of the hottest on uh, on record. We're enjoying it, but you know what? The reality is, it could snow tomorrow in Syracuse, New York. <laughs> so we got to be we've got to be prepared. And I think that's the that's the message we want to talk about today. Oh yeah, same across stretches of our territory, whether it be you know northern Vermont, New Hampshire, or Maine, or even here in Boston. You never know when the snow is going to come. But so kicking it off here, what are the essentials when it comes to parts that your technicians need to have in their vans or trucks for heating season? Whether it be your install guys or your service guys, there's a few essentials that really need to be in the truck for heating season. Yeah, so when I when I think back, you know, to to running the parts store and working with my contractors, mechanicals, dealers, etc., and, and trying to make sure that they had everything that they needed on the truck. It really varied depending on the type of business that they did, the type of work that they did. But overall, when you're talking about heating products, I think that the some of the the, the real no-brainer essentials, if you will, uh, that are that are probably on most service trucks today, right, are the are the normal, right, the fuses, the capacitors, igniters, control boards, gas valves, limit switches, sensors, etc. Motors are a little bit different nowadays than maybe they used to be, but there's still a lot of older equipment out there. So stocking some basic motors, uh, you know, still makes a lot of sense, obviously, on each individual service truck. But really, I think it depends on 
the type of business that, that they're, they're, they're performing and what they're servicing. How does the essentials for this differ from some of the essentials you'd have? You know, you got to clean out the truck as you get out of cooling season and move into heating season here. How does that differ a little bit as we get into heating season? Well, I think it differs a little bit, right? So there's there's some certainly some common parts across even from a from an AC perspective into into heating, right? You still you're still running your indoor section, whether it's an air handler or a furnace. So those still have the potential to break even in you know during AC season, right? So you still might need that furnace blower motor, that air handler blower motor during the AC season. So so there are some products that will will continue to stay on the truck all year long. But overall, I do I do think that it's probably really depends on the type of product that you are servicing. So I kind of will go back to the type of business you're in, right? So if you were to take a look at, for example, a train or an American standard dealer, right? So if you look at a train or American standard dealer or a carrier dealer, it doesn't really matter what kind of dealer they are, but a, an OEM dealer, right? So they, they sell service products that they, you know, they install, right? So I think that that type of a business is a little bit different in that they can stock probably more specific to those products, more from an OEM parts perspective, probably more than if you were just a standard service company servicing all brands, all makes of equipment. I'm not really sure how many people do that anymore, but you know that would probably carry more of a generic baseline of parts. Now, we're talking about stocking up your van, stocking up your truck, whatever it may be, however your guys travel around. Why is it so important? Why is it so vital for those trucks and vans to have proper stock in them? You know, a lot of folks will just think, well, I have the stock back in my shop, so I can just stock things there. Why is it so vital to have that on the trucks or on the vans? for every crew that you have out on the road? At the end of the day, it really boils down to time, money, cost, you know, for not only the dealer, but for the homeowner, right? I mean, at at the end of the day, time equals money. The Mm -hmm. cost that it takes to run to a parts store to go get something that you don't have ultimately is going to cost you as a dealer a lot of money, especially if you've got a maintenance agreement or service contract, you know, the, the, those, that time sitting in, you know, in traffic, quite frankly, in Boston, right? It, it, you can't just run around the block to the parts store in most of these cases. Most of this stuff doesn't break between eight and five, mm-hmm. right? So you're dealing with uh, homeowners, you know, business owners, whatever it is. Typically, in an emergency situation, a lot of times after hours, there's baselines of cost to even get you to show up right, to perform an upfront inspection of what what might even be the problem, let alone, okay, I've got to add another hour or two to the job to now go run to the parts store to get a $20 part because I don't have, you know, a flame sensor or an igniter on my truck. So I think it really boils down to customer experience. It's the difference between, you know, I'll put this in today's terms where everybody can understand really well. It's the difference between a a one-star Google rating and a five-star Google Mm -hmm. rating, right? So did I have the right thing on my truck or did I have to go get it? And again, I think understanding your business, who you're servicing and what you're servicing is actually a lot easier to figure out than, than most people might think. 
especially if you're doing maintenance agreements, service contracts, et cetera, you kind of know, or you should know based on those agreements, what equipment is already in that home, right? So you can be a little bit more prepared to make sure you've got the right part on your truck or, or subset of parts before you even go to that call, right? So I am a big fan of, of shop stock, right? Truck stock mm-hmm. is great, but the trucks are only so big. Uh, service vans are only so big, so you can only put so many parts on them. Having shop stock is is absolutely just as important as truck stock. And it's a great anecdote that you say there. You know, you go out and it's an emergency situation. Somebody doesn't have heat in the middle of, call it a New England December. They don't have heat. If you say to them, you know, it's 7 o'clock at night. I actually don't have that part of my truck. I'm going to have to wait until the morning. They're going to call somebody else. And you've now wasted that time to go out and go to the job, get your guy into his truck, drive out there, get ready. If these people are reviewing you, they're going to say, one star, they couldn't help me. Or if mm-hmm. it's, all right, I'll be back in two hours. If it happens in the middle of the day, you know, I got I got to go run to the local branch and pick up this part. It takes two and a half hours by the time you talk about traffic. Like you said, you're doing work in Boston. You're not getting anywhere quick. Yeah, not, not to mention the fact that if it is after hours, most most wholesalers, you know, close at 435 o'clock. <laughs> right? yep. So now you're, you're talking about how do I, if I don't have it in my truck or in my, my shop, I've got to get them to do an emergency opening. So we're, we're just adding more and more cost to the homeowner. So I, I do I do go back to one of the important things, though, is is the difference between OEM and, and generic wholesale type options, right? I think that there's, you know, that, that business specifically has changed with the more complex that our equipment has become. You know, if you look back at some of these really older systems, there were a lot more common parts across the manufacturers, right? There's, there's very specific gas valves or pressure switches, you know, di- different generic type items that would, that would work across many different manufacturers by changing the brackets. You know, any good service technician always makes sure they've got an abundance of electrical tape, wire connectors, hacksaw blades, yep. right? Ingenuity to make things work and fit, you know, and, and that's great. And, and we've got to do that, right? And generics are, are great for, for, for getting things up and running on, on a lot of the older equipment. But unfortunately with a lot of the newer systems, communicating systems, you can't really use generic items, right? They just they just aren't going to work. Quite frankly, you know, if if you do use them, you, you've got some other some other potential issues, you know, that could that could come from that. People buy systems for a reason, right? People spend money. Uh, this is this is the heart of their home. They want a system based on performance, you know, efficiency, sound requirements, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, when when they get this system fixed. They want it to be as in good a shape, if not, you know, doing exactly what it did prior to its failure. You know, you those things can be put into jeopardy if you use generics. The one beautiful thing about OEM parts is that their exact, you know, fit form function, they meet the original sound requirements, they meet the original efficiencies, they they meet the the original CSA UL, you know, approved testing listings all of that stuff, um, you know it's safe, you know it's good. From a homeowner perspective, it really does check a lot of boxes, but also for the dealer, 
it, it's more about peace of mind, knowing that that system is going to work the way that they wanted it to and expected to, quite frankly, uh, when they purchased it. And your calls are going to be so much quicker when you have your OEM parts that fit Absolutely. that specific furnace, that specific air handler. You go in, you take the old part out, you pop the new one right in, and it fits exactly how it is. It has the same screws, it has the same connectors, it has the same fuse, everything. Going to yes. make your life much easier, much quicker, and then you're spending less money. Because a lot, a lot of folks, you know, like you said earlier, Jay, there's a flat rate. If we're coming out and it's after hours, there's a flat rate we're charging you. Well, if you can go in there with an OEM part and it's just a part swap out and you're there for 20 minutes, you're making you're making money. Absolutely. Well, especially if you've got a service agreement or a maintenance contract, right? Most of the time that's on the dealer to, to cover that cost all the way across, right? That's 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 not on the homeowner at that point. So from a from a dealer perspective, service contractor perspective, they want to make sure that they've got the right part on their truck to save themselves time and money. Now we're talking about getting these parts and make sure you have the right ones, whether it be OEM or your generics for some of the older equipment. How should a company, how should, you know, the, the service manager, the install manager listening to this, or even, you know, a GM or a CEO prepare their stock list for what they need on each truck? So a couple things, I think it really goes back to, again, depending on the type of business, right? So I think if, if you're talking overall service to multiple brands of equipment, you're, you're, you can't possibly stock every single part from every single manufacturer, right? So I think that that's where the generics really come into play really well, right? We, we carry full lines of all kinds of generic items, whether they're from you know, our own internal uh, brands like our SF igniters, our SF motors, you know, having multi multi horsepower motors on your on your truck to, to cover various different sizes, you know, depending on what you come across. Um, there's there's product lines like Honeywell and White Rogers that carry a lot of different, you know, generic gas valves, etc. So so those those items are pretty common. And, and honestly, I think it really boils down to working with folks like myself back in my day, right, or folks like yourselves that, that are sitting right at the counter. Right. You guys know you guys have the stuff on in stock. You can work with those dealers and servicing contractors to help them come up with, you know, these lists. We know what parts we sell all the time and what works really well, what fits really well. So, you know, we've, we can, we've got that aspect of things. So the other thing that we've got is if you're talking more from an OEM perspective, we've developed kits over the years where, you know, call it the toolbox, if you will. Right. I'm going to work on an 80 old 80% gas fired furnace, right? I, I gotta, I grab this toolbox and it's got every single piece mm-hmm. I need in it, right? Because yep. again, we, we, we've done this for a long time. We've got the data. We, we know what the parts that fail are. Uh, we bundle them all into a nice little kit. Doesn't cost you an arm and a leg, you know, maybe a few hundred bucks to, to have this little toolbox worth of parts on your truck or back in the shop. You grab it and you, you go out on your service call. Those, those are, those are kind of already pre-made, predetermined, so the contractor doesn't really need to honestly think about it too much. Um, we've already done a lot of that work for them. For the newer equipment, we've done the, actually the same thing, right? We, we, we have the ability to pull those critical parts lists, the common stocking items, even for the new equipment, as, as complex as maybe some of these systems have become, how unique some of these parts have become, 
you'd be amazed how many common items are still used across the different uh, series, platforms, et cetera, right? From, from a furnace perspective or even, even air handler perspective, right? Yes, you might have a little bit of differences between different sizes, you know, maybe 60s and 80s, you know, make up uh, 80%, you know, it's the 80-20 rule, right? So if 60,000 and 80,000 BTU furnaces make up over 80% of the install base, if you stock the the igniter and the pressure switch and the, you know, maybe the motor for those, you, you're going to come, you're going to have the right part for about 80% of the stuff you're going to work on, right? I would also say that most dealers, contractors know what products are installed, right? So using an install base perspective, they know what they've put in. Mm-hmm. Most dealers don't buy a very large variety of different pieces of equipment, they kind of standardize on a, you know, a 96% gas fired, you know, variable speed furnace as an example, right? If, if I put those in all day long, it's really easy to come up with a parts list. Jay, if a technician or an installer is out in the field, there are some tools that they can use that's available to them right on their iPad or right on their cell phone that can help them identify these parts. And in the long run, help the owners and managers manage these stock lists? What are some of those tools that they have? So really two tools that they have, especially any train or American standard dealer uh, technician has available to to them via any type of a mobile device. Number one would be either Comfort Sight or AS Deal or not. But my true favorite, I think today in the the day and age of apps uh, would definitely be the Train 360 app or the AS Air 360 app. As a technician, I don't know how you could possibly live without this app today. The beauty of it is a couple different things, but is if I think through the way a technician would walk into a house, look at the piece of equipment, one of the first questions I would have is, is this unit under warranty, right? So one of the neat things, you know, as soon as you walk up to the unit, you type in your model, your serial number, And this app that will tell you everything you need to know about the unit. So you already know, is this unit under warranty? Is it out of warranty? You can then have that conversation with that homeowner, right? Might depend on which way you go as far as servicing that piece of equipment. Might be the difference between actually servicing that piece of equipment, uh, depending if it's an emergency situation, or potentially even replacing that system, right, altogether. So I think that that's key, uh, number one. Number two would certainly be the ability to utilize the parts identification functionality of the app. So once you've typed in that model serial number, I know I'm in the unit. I know I need a control board. For example, I can go right to the parts list, pull up that board, see an exploded view, make sure it's the right board, the right part, the right part number, all of that. I can check my truck see if I've got it on there and part is, is part of my truck stock. I can call back to the shop to see if they happen to have it there. Or worst case, I may have to call the parts store and, and see if SG Taurus has that sitting right there on their shelf for me. So that's a neat, neat piece of it. It could also be just from a troubleshooting perspective where, you know, unfortunately the wiring diagrams at times, the installer manuals at times, they get, uh, they get used, let's say, as a, as a kneeling pad by the installers <laughs> when they're putting the stuff in and they go out with the garbage to never be seen again. So 
having the ability to pull up those IOMs, the service facts, service bulletins, all that right on the app, real time, right from your smartphone to be able to diagnose the piece of equipment is, is also a, a huge benefit of, of our app. Talking preseason buys now, it's something that if you talk to 10 different people, you're going to get 10 different answers a lot of times. A lot of owners or managers will look at preseason buys as too big of an upfront spend. But how can making these early buys and spending this money up front help them in the long run throughout the heating season? I think it goes back to the to the point that, uh, you know, there might be maybe some misnomers that, you know, it's just not that expensive, right? How you don't maybe don't have to go as deep or as big as, as you might think you do, right? And, and what I mean by that is, is if you look at some of the older equipment and I use the example of like blower motors where, you know, people, I mean, I know, I know old service companies that I used to sell pallets of motors to, I mean, literally pallets Mm -hmm. of motors to for their spring stock up, right? Because they knew they were going to go through them by the truckload. I think that the, the difference today is that the parts are so much more unique to the equipment that you're actually working on. So again, it's the difference between the generic and the OEM. I think that you can, you know, again, work with the distributor to really try to identify the equipment that you've got installed, the equipment that you could potentially be servicing, and then build a list, a stock list based on that information, right? Making sure that you've got the majority of the parts covered. There's a difference between having everything in the world on a truck, again, versus having overflow in, you know, inventory sitting in, in shop stock. You know your shop's open 24 hours a day, you can get in. You, you probably won't be able to get back into SG Taurus at two o'clock in the morning. Somebody's not going to like that phone call. <laughs> you, you'll do it, I'm sure. Our uh, branch managers will do it. They're not going to be happy. Our TMs and branch managers are the best. They'll do it, but boy, absolutely. they're not going to be happy with you. <laughs> no, absolutely. So that's where the that's where the shop stock comes into play. And I think having some of those, you know, more specific motors in stock there is really good. And sure, sure, it, it, it costs a little bit of money up front, but again, you got to go back to what's the cost of a service call? What's the cost to run a truck back to the wholesaler? whether it's during business hours or after business hours, running a technician to go get a part is really expensive. Mm-hmm. Having a parts runner go get a part and run that part out to the job site. So I think understanding those costs, really coupling that with the fact that most distributors like yourselves will do preseason buy-ups. And, and it, for the most part, they're usually offered at some level of a discount with some type of a deal attached to it to entice you to do that stock up. We as a manufacturer do the same thing with our distributors to make sure that those parts are in the field and not sitting in our distribution center where they're doing nobody any good. And this is where you can talk to your TMs, talk to your branch manager. We do preseason buys. I know that we have a lot of deals that go on. Check out our monthly mailer, check out our website, or just talk to your TM. They're going to be able to help guide you in that direction and you know the philosophy on it is and i think jay hit on this really well everyone thinks the preseason buys are gonna ruin your profit margin it's gonna cost you so much money and it's not like you're buying a million different parts here you're buying a bit more so that you have a stock that you can put on all your trucks so that you don't have to make that trip 
back to one of our branches. We'd love to see you there, but you don't have to come in to get that part when you're going on a call. You don't have well, to call us after hours and have us come open up the branch to get one part and spend all that money that you're going to have and all that gas and all that time. It's going to be on your truck already. Yeah, and, and I think another key part of that, though, too, Matt, is is the fact that, you know, I don't think you need a lot of quantity of any individual part. You right. know, the, the parts store will be open tomorrow, right? You can always go replenish this inventory, you know, as you use it. It's really more about the, the convenience of having it at the time of the failure to take care of that homeowner, business owner. It's all about the overall customer experience and making sure that you can get that five-star Google review as soon as you leave that house and you get them back up and running, you know, it, it's seven, eight, nine o'clock at night before everybody's got to go to bed to go to, you know, to get up, to go mm-hmm. to school and work the next morning. That's to me, that's the key. So it's not so much the quantity of any individual part. It's just making sure that we understand that we've got a good breadth of parts, right? And we've got good coverage across those items that we install and service. And again, using using information like our service contracts, our maintenance agreements, we know what that equipment is in the field and, and that should be able to help us really understand and build a good solid emergency core, you know, truck stocking list, if you will. All right, Jay, I think we've pretty well told people awesome. how we can stock their truck and what they need on the truck. If somebody is looking to get in touch with you, how can they get in touch with you? Well, the best the best way to do it is uh, is probably to first off reach out through SG Taurus. I try to uh, definitely try to get out to Taurus as, as often as I can. COVID has, uh, has put a little bit of a, a damper on on things, but uh, I certainly want to try to get out as much as I can to meet everybody. Uh, but you can also reach out to me via email at jay.seitz at train dot com and jay said it if you really if you want to get in touch with them talk to your tm they all have a direct line to jay they can reach out to him if you really need them but really utilize our staff as well your tms your branch managers our inside sales staff they know a lot of these parts as well and jay's been down here he's trained all of our guys pretty much and so they've learned directly from him and they'll know what to do but if they need to they'll get you directly in touch with jay want to thank Jay for coming on to the podcast. Thank you, everyone out there, for tuning in as well. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. Just search Taurus Talk. Follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Use the hashtag Taurus Talk. If you have any suggestions for future podcasts, leave it right there. We'll get it recorded for you. And as always, you can catch all of our podcasts right on our website, sgtaurus.com backslash podcasts. I want to thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Tour Stock.